Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, Dawn, guys, thought it'd be ideal to go through a little bit of a list here as to some of the, the cheaper guys you might want to bring into your squad this week. Just be aware that a lot of these guys aren't really good cash cows, but I know some of you uh, will need to bring someone in cheap so you can do a second trade or a third trade or whatever you need to do. So just thought I'd cover that in this one anyway. And if we're looking at guys like, you know, uh, Lane Stefano, all these guys you kind of held, then I'd, I'd suggest that they're not, you know, you might have traded them out along the way. They're probably not a trade-in at this stage. In terms of anyone in this squad that we have here, you know, Tyson Gamble, someone at 323. I don't think he's kind of worth bringing in. You might make a little bit of cash out of him, but he does have that really low score in his, you know, in his rolling average at the moment. So you might get some okay scores out of him over the next few weeks. He could get dropped at any point, um, but then you're, you're looking to sort of move him on. So is it worth trading him in now to then trade him out? A little bit later, and I don't think so. And yeah, <clears throat> following on from my previous video about probably saving a lot of your cash outs in terms of getting in those really cheap guys that are playing one or two games, uh, picking them up in round 17, I think that's the smarter option. As I said, there'll be a few people that kind of need to pick some cheaper guys, and we'll go through that here. So, you know, Tommy Opacek is, is someone that we didn't cover in the last one, and I think you can probably hold off on him. He'll be close to a keeper level, but that, that lowest score on the weekend was his first low score, and it kind of scared me a little bit, so I'd, I'd probably be steering clear of him. When you've got guys like Jack Bird and stuff who are a little bit, you know, only slightly more expensive, I think they're going to be better over the long term, especially if we see the Eels struggle, start to struggle a little bit like they did last year. That will be, uh, that will be interesting to see. <clears throat> Turn to someone like Matty Lodge here at 499. I think he's just a bit too expensive to bring into your squad. He'll probably score the odd 45-50, but... Again, he's someone you're going to have to trade out again. So if you're, if you're picking up a lot of these guys, you, the goal is probably to, to pick up a couple of decent scores but not have to trade them out. So we're probably looking at a fair bit cheaper uh, in, in this list here. Kamikamika is probably a little bit too late to pick him up. Kick out. Remember when he was up in the 600s and everyone's like, he's a gun, he's a gun. No, he's not. <laughs> um, Dufty. I had someone ask me about Matty Dufty and they said they're going to bring him in over um, Gutho. So we'll jump in and have a look at him at 489k. 
And you sort of look at these his previous scores before he got injured. So he had one really big one with 78, but before that was 24, 27, 18, and 30 when he obviously went off just after half time. But scores are really up and down. He's got a, you know, a few 30s in there, a couple of, you know, two scores over 50 in that 78. So really, you're seeing games there where he's getting a couple of tries or one try. You know, there's one try there for 24. There's a try in there for, uh, there's two tries for 46. So, you know, not, nothing special for Dufty. And I don't think he's going to be a keeper. So, you know, 489, you might be able to get a couple of decent scores out of him, but then you'll have to trade him out. I, don't, I just don't think it's worth doing that at this stage of the season. You know, it might be right earlier when he could, you know, got a little bit, a few more trades to burn or, or utilise, but at this stage, I don't think it's a very smart option. People have mentioned Kerr. I just think he's too expensive. Farnworth, if you're looking for a potential keeper in the centres then, then at, at a cheaper price, then Farnworth might be your man there. At 478, just be aware that, you know, there's... The odd game, he's going to get the 25, for example. Those two before that, 55 and 50, and he has 174. But he has no scores over 40 other than three. So we've got one, two, three, six, nine games, and only three scores over 40. Uh, sorry, yeah, over 40. So um, keep that in mind. Obviously, centers are a bit more up and down, but I just don't think that he's the ultimate keeper-level center. He does have the dual position, which is cool, uh, but, yeah, I just feel like there's a few better options in those centers at this stage. If you're looking at someone like Farnworth, um, yeah, guys, if you're, if you're looking at someone a lot cheaper in, in your price there, just skip through the video uh, to find that. Sorry, I'm not doing timestamps at the moment, just uh, a bit busy with work and then just got to get all these out for all you guys. So Bradman Best in there at a little bit cheaper as well. I'd probably say Farnworth is a slightly better option than Best in the moment. Knights aren't playing too well, even though they got the win on the weekend. Neil Corey, the question with him is, will he get his spot back in the centres? You know, he's playing front row this week and should score pretty well, like in the 40s, you'd imagine. But can he get back into his centre role? And you see he's got a nice 39 average at a 462k price. It's pretty nice to see, but he'd have to take uh, Wanga Blake's spot back. For Nukin, people are talking about, I just don't think he's averaging well enough at his price point, even though he's getting big minutes. So just, I would steer clear. Gee, the Ferg, someone was interesting on, wasn't it, with, the, with him getting dropped? A few people probably had him still, and he was kind of scoring okay in fantasy, but unfortunately not. Um, Kelly, someone that is interesting at this point of proceedings at 441k. I just don't think he's averaging well enough. The Titans aren't doing well. If they start improving, I think you could probably pick him up, but until then, I would not. Jackson Ford, someone at 439k that people are talking about, and my question will be how long until he loses his spot. So he's got two really good scores, obviously, paying 60 minutes, so 56 and 54. If you wanted to pick him up, you probably could. He's obviously got a really low break, even after a couple of good scores, right? But in the grand scheme of things, you're going to have to trade him out. Jack DeBellin could come into 13 role. There's a few things that could happen. And yes, he's had some decent scores. And he's shown in the past when he plays 60 minutes or 50 minutes that he can score pretty well. But how long does that last? And that's my kind of worry. And if you feel like you've got a lot of trades, you can utilize a couple of good scores over the next few weeks, and maybe you can do it. But I'd, I probably wouldn't personally. Um, yeah, Stefano there, if you're holding him, awesome work. Bromwich, you're not touching. Philip Sammy, you're not touching. Herbert, Eisenhut. So Eisenhut is someone who will score well this week, but then go back to the bench. Alvaro, same thing, he'll score pretty normal, I'd imagine, this week, if you own him. Crossland at 404k, I think he's just gone too expensive now. Saifidi will play some decent minutes this week, but won't be worth it. So, I mean, guys, there's a lot of, a lot of guys that are in here that aren't really worth your time. Like, say fast, he's 
averaging 34. He's up to 372K. He's just a bit too expensive to bring in, even though he should score really well this week in the lock roll. Tex, I wouldn't be touching with Ponga coming back. Uh, Sorensen should play some more minutes this week and do, and do well, but again, you're not going to get the cash out of him. Jackson, uh, Joseph Jackson? Jackson Torpenny uh, with the Dogs could be an interesting one in round 14 if he ends up keeping the number nine jersey. That'll be interesting to see with him or I think... Uh, did anyone find out what happened to Dietz if he had a decent injury or not? Let me know in the comments if you, if you, uh, if you heard anything on that. That would be helpful. Aaron Clark, like he had a really big game, but he should go back to, you know, he was averaging like 25 before that. So uh, might play a really big role again this week, but you'd imagine he goes back to his normal role and not worth bringing in. We're getting to those couple of the cheaper ones now, guys, and you know, McIntyre should get a big minute role this week. Cooper Johns will play again, but again, he's only getting that one or two weeks. Arthur's is already a bit too expensive to pick up. Embi, a few people are talking about, so he's obviously scored a little bit better over the last couple of weeks was a bit cheaper which would have been helpful but if he keeps his spot then he should he should make a fair bit like a decent amount of money like you could might be able to get him to 450 but again is that worth bringing him in getting him to 450 and then having to trade him out because he's got two solid scores in a row and you can expect scores like that with some decent tackles a few kicks a few runs you know bits and pieces like that if he can average high 30s he's, he's you know about 100k under value which is cool but and any cover center and wing fullback so if you need someone like that Actually owned by 6% of teams in the top top 100. So that's pretty interesting, definitely in my book. Um, wouldn't have expected that. So a few people are playing that that role. He's, he's, he's there for cover. You can get a 30 or 40 out of him and, and make a little bit of cash, I think. So that's that there. Asiata's getting the 13 role, but he's never been really fantasy relevant. Tommy Talao, he's that cheaper, cheaper price point now. Uh, but I think... I just don't think it's worth bringing in. I don't think he's going to make money. You know what I mean? Like, I think he could score okay random random weeks, but then the other ones will hit like a 15, which is not good. Tyrone May just won't get enough time in this role. Uh, then you're moving along the line. Who else we got? Palaszczuk we've spoken about already and not someone to bring in. Albert Kelly at 301k, I think, is probably a more solid option. Obviously, on the weekend, didn't play as good, you say, in terms of actual footy. Uh, potential, uh, potential wise, but you know, forty four and a thirty seven, you you're not complaining about those scores, and I think he can keep up an average of close to forty going forward. And if he does, then you're making one hundred and fifty two hundred k. So if you think he maintains his spot on the side, then he could be someone that you you could bring in and then trade out around seventeen. Like if he scores forty for the next bunch of weeks, he gets to about four fifty k. So what do you got? 13, 14, 15, 16. You got four weeks of him, I think, and then you'd be moving him on at seventeen or close to that 17 18 depending on how many trades you got so he's uh he's an interesting one that i think you could probably t- take a bet on and, and a few people have over the last few weeks so yeah that's that there it looks like surely they can't bring milford back over him again like to drop him three times and bring him back i think is pretty silly but yeah can he keep his spot gamble comes back who, who would you drop gamble or kelly i think he probably drop gamble first that's my that's my opinion, and he only really got Brady Koff to come back, so Kelly's probably fairly safe. Uh, Blake, we're not touching. Let's talk about Ger- Gerard Beal. So has never been super fantasy relevant. He's obviously really really cheap right now, two eighty seven. So that's something to think about with him at the moment. But who you know, if you're looking at their lineup as well, who's who's out right? So Birds moved to birds move to the second row spot but that'll only be for a week right Tarek Sims will come back Lomax is back in the next couple of weeks so Bill will be out of the team I know everyone's excited he got 50 on the weekend beautiful it's just all in base that's great but look at his previous scores for one 
Anyone see the last 50? There it is, 2018. So there you go. Round 19, 2018, you got that. Um, you can tell no one's picking him up, really. Top 5,000, there's one or two people in there with uh, 0.1%. All the mass wizards get, let me know how many people that is. Um, we'll make money this week. Score okay. But Lomax will come back. Lomax and Bird are their centers, remember? So I can't believe he's owned by 1.6% of people. Anyway, I think he's going to get a few people as a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> All right, Roberts, no... Stay away from Roberts, please. Cody Ramsey, no. God, he's so cheap. There's a reason he's cheap, remember? Think of that. Uh, Bully Moore should score okay with some extra minutes, but I wouldn't touch him. Chris Lewis, no. And then I suppose you got some of the cheaper guys. Sasagi, is he actually playing this week? 45, but he, he'll lose his spot fairly shortly. Uh, Salmon will get some time. And then you got a couple other guys. Hetherington scored okay last week. Booth, Jones. Yeah, we'll talk about Jones. Brody Jones. So someone that people are thinking about at the moment with Frizzell being out for six weeks, so someone's going to have to benefit from it. And I think what's going to happen is, I think Kurt Mann will eventually move back to the sixth role. I think they're just giving him less minutes because he's coming back from injury. So Watson should move to obviously playing in the 13. Or off the bench, Brody Jones might move onto the interchange. It might even happen this week. They might move Barnett to, uh, to the edge where he's... Played a lot of edge, right? And done pretty well in that position. Brady Jones back to the bench where he's just going to continue scoring what he was. Kurt Mann might be okay. Moving back to six, Watson back to 13. So if you think that's a chance of happening, then, then you know, these are the scores you're going to expect. Five, 11, five, 24, 13. And any chance of money-making, even if he scores well in this one week, is, yes, you might get a good score and it might improve your rank this week, but then you've you got a red dot or a guy that's ruining, you know, ruining your scores or you have to play him one week and he gets 10. Uh, he's not going to make you money, and I feel like it's just a, an early cash out, which, I'd, I, as I said in the previous videos, would, would be staying clear of until round 17. Uh, Shawnee Blort, that kind of chances of him playing bigger minutes this week is gone out the window with um, with Lucy getting off. So excited about that. Um, that's about it, I think. Dunster. Yeah, so, so Fergo's been dropped. Dunster comes into play and it's like, well, how long does Fergo get dropped for? Does Dunster keep his spot? Is he actually going to make a lot of money on the wing for the Eels? Probably not. These are all things to think about and probably way too many red flags that I've already mentioned in in, a, in two seconds to actually have him worth picking up at this stage. So as you can tell, only a couple of guys that I probably half suggest picking up. Musgrove is not an option. No, I'm on a Iremia, no. Campbell, people have talked about, but... You know, he's probably only going to get one game, maybe two games. He'd have to have an injury to Brimson or something like that for him to get a lot of game time. Obviously, this chat that he had like 16 tackle breaks on the weekend and did really well. So let's just see how he plays. If you really want to do it, go for it. He's wing, wing fullback and half dual position, whatever that means. You know, really, he's only getting one game at this stage. Young fella, I wouldn't be picking him up. So yeah, that's it. That's gone through all those cheaper guys. I hope this helps, guys. With you making decisions around the cheaper guys, if that helps you bring in a gun, then all, all it, go for it. Um, but guys like Kelly is probably the only real option, I think, at this stage. So let me know if you enjoyed this, guys. Please hit subscribe. Really appreciate that. We're getting close to 3,000 subs. Please hit like. It helps to get out to a bigger audience. I know we've only got like half of my viewers are subscribed. So get around that, guys. We'll catch you in the next one. See ya. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.